and it is time we are back welcome to this week's episode of the two point culture podcast it's your boy chase zach what it do fam yo what it do baby we're back baby how are you living it's been, it's been a grind but i'll say this what a roller coaster of emotions it must be if you're a Kansas Jayhawk fan. Oh right my now. god, man. man, Paul Pierce. <laughs> the yes, truth was in the building. Let's dive right into it. I don't want to dance around this. I don't want to shoot the shit on stuff that's not important. What's important right now is that the Kansas City Jay well, Kansas City. Wow, look at this. The Kansas Jayhawks. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens when you have Patrick Mahomes. Okay, guys. I, I know you, you, you influence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't be TikToking on no graves now <laughs> kansas jayhawks baby what a win they were down at one point against north carolina in, in the title game and they came storming back congratulations to that team and to anyone who probably had them in their bracket good for you because as someone who got duped again by picking <laughs> the stupid bulldogs yes i am Dumb for doing that. <laughs> shit, on, shit on Gonzaga. Go ahead. Shit on Gonzaga. Oh, man. I don't know how I fell for it again. But once again, I put the Zags to actually beat Kansas in my bracket. Oh, and I was not happy when they got knocked out. But as a Tar Heel fan, I was definitely quite happy that Carolina got on a run. They took down Coach K, yeah. uh, who, by the way, you know, You deserve it. It was a hell of a run, but it was also fitting that North Carolina was the last team that you played. Or sorry, they get you got to coach against. Fifty-one and forty-nine. That's the uh, nope. Forty-nine and fifty-one. I think that was the record. Yeah. Against of uh, Duke against the Tar Heels. Yeah, I wonder what's next for Duke though. That's that's kind. That's going to be I, the interesting part to yeah, watch. Same. I don't know where you go with that. I don't know how you follow that up. Mind you, you know, not to go on too much about college basketball, but the same questions were asked when Roy Williams yeah. stepped down as the uh, coach of the Tar Heels. So we'll see what happens there. But like I said, congrats again to Kansas. I mean, that was a hell of a run. And they were like a workhorse team, yeah. man. They were rebounding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They came out yeah. firing, especially on the boards, especially on the offensive side of the boards too. Any other thoughts that you have on the tournament, on the March Madness tournament? I know um, we didn't get to cover it, unfortunately, but don't that's... don't ever drink the tea on Illinois or Gonzaga. <laughs> One. Oh, don't don't talk to me. Illinois, <laughs> why would you bring that up again? That's another one of my five. Um, uh, two. Uh, congratulations to Coach K. Hell of a career. Yeah, I'm just I'm uh, I. You have nothing to do but to salute that man and you know the years that he's put in in that program to time and time again, perform, 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 always being in the tournament and the dance, like highly above the rest, having uh, mad NBA prospects come from your program, sure. including some of the best that we see in the game today, such as Kyrie Irving. Yeah, no, a uh, hell of a salute to Coach K and, you know, thank you for your contribution to basketball. And I'm looking forward to see what he does next off the field. Chase is off being modest. Chase is being modest as well. I mean, he should have mentioned Tatum. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, listen, listen. I, I don't want to rub. It, I don't want to rub too much salt in the wound there. We we have the recordings of how you were, how you were asking questions about the Boston Celtics. I was like, we're not going to talk about them. 
Look at what happened from not talking about him. Second in the East, baby. Here we are. Pump the brakes. Pump the brakes. <laughs> I also want to give a shout out and a little mention to Shaheen Holloway, who coached his ass off to get that 15-seated St. Peter's, the Peacocks, baby. Yes, sir. They were the Cinderella team, and he's been rewarded, and he's going to coach Seton Hall now. That's going to be great. With that said, before, do you want to touch on anything else for NBA? Do you want to take your shots now? No, just uh, I think it's very telling that a lot of teams don't want to play the Raptors in the playoffs, and that's all I'm going to say. Hey. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I want to say about it. Can Nothing we, else. Scotty Barnes is a dog. Well, he's a different animal, that kid. It doesn't – he's going to be such a problem. And if anything from this year – from what we've seen, maybe your early prediction might be right. And you're not saying, once again, we're not saying that he's going to be this player, but his ceiling might be Kawhi Leonard. I, we'll see. I just find the hustle, the work rate, the uh, basketball IQ, especially on the defensive side of the ball, is mm-hmm. something different. Mm-hmm. And somebody at that age, it feels like he's been in the league for like three years. I know. It's crazy. I know this doesn't make sense for a kid to average what he's averaging play as well as he played just a well-rounded player, you know, not raw, very polished, um, good touch on shooting and just fits in well to the system. Like Nick Nurse, congratulations. You guys and you and Messiah found a gem. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy too, though. Like he's not even a lock to be rookie of the year just yet because yeah. like, Kate Cunningham's been killing it for the, well throughout the the whole year, and sure. then all of a sudden Jalen Green is just caught in fire for sure. Okay, I think he was averaging he's been averaging like twenty one points since like the month of February, if I'm not Sounds mistaken. Right. Yeah, it's, it's he's on a run right now too. Still, that's what I don't like about some of these awards. It's like sometimes you don't you lose track of the full season. Everybody kind of focuses on the like the last two or three months, and they're like, "Yep, that's who." deserves to win it well that's but, why Giannis's name is back in there we were just through and beat right out of the mvp conversation right same thing for Jokic. Jokic puts up a 50 point game and then they're like ah. well it's like you know i don't want to say his name because i always talk about him but i mean john morant too right it's like the team's like oh they're 20 and two without him yeah i know but they still look different without zach without zach i have a proposal for us on air right now what's that we're both don't have allegiances to memphis but we could be the official John Morant podcast, like fan club. Oh, absolutely. Okay. I think we've deal. We're, we're definitely the board members on that deal. one for deal. sure. Don't have to ask us twice. It's done. Yeah. I'm also on the Zion's a bus train, but that's another story. I'm too early in his career. I'm going to wait till he's a Nick before I make the rest of that statement. He's going to guess he's going to join up with Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, exactly. Him, RJ. Let's, it's going to be the Duke Knicks. <laughs> let's pump the brakes on that one right away let's let's pump the, the, pump the picks, brakes. Man. i thought about something though wouldn't rudy gobert look great in a raptor uniform no <laughs> i actually think he would fit in so well with them i mean toronto's a great team just because of the culture and like just the amount of think players that they have there that aren't just american and diversity the reason, like the reason why i think it would work though, is you're talking about a guy who defensively is still probably one of the best or the best defender in, in the NBA. I love Precious, but the, if they can improve the center position, like, for sure. 
that would be he created a matchup nightmare for them. For sure. And then personally, I think playing with Donovan has kind of also hindered his potential like outbreak on the offensive side of the ball a little bit. And that's not a bad thing. It's no. just Donovan's game doesn't appeal Correct. to his um him thriving. Correct. So I don't know. I, I feel like there's definitely some tension there and I'm kind of curious to see what the Jazz are going to do, but that's a, a topic for another time. That's right. We've got a lot of stuff to cover. NFL offseason. Oh boy, has it hit hard. And, and especially... You should have one... waited for that Colts episode to be released, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Dude, I'm just going to come out and say it right now. I think the NFL offseason has been the most entertaining uh, offseason for any of the major leagues, any sport. You're so right that the NFL offseason took away from the NBA from us this year. Because usually we're, yeah. usually, usually, you and I are the same. We start, okay, football's dying down, and now we're going to get into basketball and transition Correct. slowly into playoffs and stuff like that, and we get caught up. There's been no time to do that, man. This has been ridiculous. Zach, where do we want, where do we want to start? Where, do we, where are we going? Come on. Well, we have to start with the the million dollar question that never got answered, right? Uh, or we everybody was waiting for it was where was Aaron Rodgers going? And <laughs> we had a Packer super fan, yeah, and our Packer insider on here, Sean, and even he didn't sound too convinced that he was coming back. Or I think actually, to be honest, even floated out out there that you know he actually thought they were going to move off of them yep. and start going to love but like you said do 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 the money came in and that's a lot of guaranteed money but ar12 is back with the green and yellow what do you think of this move okay so there's two there's two ways to look at this number one actually three three things we have to acknowledge with this number one uh, unfortunately, Jordan Love might be the most useless draft pick in a first round that the Packers have made in a while. Correct. Um, Which really, the out- by the way, that sucks for that kid. Because yeah, for sure. I, it's kind of like he was, he had no say on where he's getting drafted. Right? No, he's just, <laughs> he got the pick. The other thing that sucks is like, and I've spoken about this with Sean, I've said this on here with you. You know, if you're Packers Nation and you're going, oh, well, Aaron needs weapons, that Jordan Love pick could have just as easily been Justin Jefferson. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, it for wasn't sure. far-fetched. He was right there on the board for them. And, yeah, so, one, you failed to provide the weapons, but, two, also in this, you paid Aaron a boatload of cash which is great and justifiable and whatever you want to say about Aaron, Aaron deserves his money because Aaron's the person that, you know, well, your last ring was with me. You Uh go as far as I go. Uh Led us to positive records time and time again. So great for Aaron. Aaron gets his money. Actually, in my opinion, in this way, in this realm, um, Aaron pulled the Carmelo Anthony and chose the bag over a ring. I like where you're going with this. Keep keep that same energy. Why would you say that? Well, I mean, besides the fact that now I, if I'm Aaron Rodgers and I have done what I've done for the Packers, I'm debatably the greatest football talent that's been on the field. Mm-hmm. I've done all of this with really 
two to three wide receivers like that are incredible at what they do. And, you know, obviously Jordan, Jordy Nelson's no longer mm-hmm. playing. Randall Cobb is not the Randall Cobb of old. Mm-hmm. And Devontae Adams is just a freak of nature Correct. at that wide receiver p- position. And now Devontae has gone. Yeah. And Which we'll talk now, about. We'll after. get into that after. Yeah. yeah. Devontae has gone. I have nobody that I really trust on the offensive side of the ball. You guys won't go ahead and trust Jordan Love fully to give him the keys yet, apparently, because that's why you guys are keeping me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? Give me my money. And I'm going to piggyback onto, onto this from you. Um, allegedly, Rogers had a bit of a sense that even if he was signing back, Devontae K- wasn't. K was gone. Yeah, Devontae was gone as well. Uh, so that's a three-year, $150 million deal. What I want to kind of circle and just kind of keep an eye on, though, is that there's two voidable years mm-hmm. in that contract, mm-hmm. 2025 and 2026. I have a sneaky suspicion that if the 49ers uh, job opens up and Trey Lance isn't what they expect him to be, don't be surprised if he maybe opts out and goes and plays one last year with the 49ers. I go judge the dark horse horse team that you dissed at the draft, Aaron. It's okay. <laughs> it's tough when it's your you know, know. favorite team go- growing yep. up, right? Yep. Anyway. That wasn't the only breaking news that happened within what that <laughs> hour. All of a sudden, oh. Russell Wilson, who's been denying and saying, Go Hawks, and I'm not leaving to go anywhere. Well, all those denying, denying, denying stories have now resulted in him actually getting traded to the Denver Broncos. Russ is a Bronco, and all of a sudden, the AFC West, when it look, when you look at quarterbacks, is now a nightmare. Yeah, you're talking about Derek Carr is probably the worst quarterback in that group, and you could probably rank Derek Carr in what the top 15 best quarterbacks in the NFL. You probably could make that <laughs> argument. <laughs> I, I, dude, that was crazy. They it have was... four of the top 15 quarterbacks in that division. That's <laughs> insane, <laughs> insane, insane. If you think about it. Um, Essentially, what Russell Wilson, this started from last year, right? This this Correct. drama of like where Russell Wilson is going to be traded to. And essentially what Russell Wilson did, and I heard this analogy and I thought this this was the perfect way to describe it, was Russell was in a relationship and was like, no, I'm not breaking up with you. But if I was to break up with you, here's a list of the four girls I would like to see. <laughs> and then decided, yeah, I'm going to do it. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> this isn't working. <laughs> Monogamy uh, can't exist in the NFL. <laughs> Jesus. And in return... They received a haul, by the way. Like that was compensation. Yeah, so they got two first round picks, two second round picks for Wilson, and then they also got Noah Fant, who I thought was a cornerstone for that team, especially on the receiving side of the ball. I I thought they were going to build into a three headed monster, but unfortunately, they see him differently. Defensive end Shelby Harris, who's been a leader on in inside that locker room and he has been one of the better Broncos uh, on defense the past couple of years. Andrew Locke, who all of a sudden now is considered the number one quarterback in Seattle. I mean, 
I don't know if that was a fair trade. I mean, I guess time will tell how this plays out, but it was a it's a gamble on both sides. You're 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 talking mm-hmm. about a huge gamble on both sides of the ball, but I do think that Seattle needed to make this move. I I do think that there was too much tension and I, I know people are going to say, "Well, I can't believe they chose um Drew Locke over Russell Wilson. <laughs> no, no. I can't believe they took they chose Pete. Yeah. Over Russ. But I was doing some digging, and when Seattle was at its height, the first couple of years that Russ was there, mm-hmm. and he was learning, Seattle ran the ball and played stellar defense. Right. When Russ started to cook cook and wanted to throw the ball a little bit more the record started to fall and i just don't think that pete felt that that was the way to win games like i I don't think deep down in his dna he feels that's that's the way to do it i mean you can say now well like look at the nfl and it's a copycat league and look what Mm -hmm. happened with with allen and and mahomes but there's only one or two I'm how many handful of like elite quarterbacks. Like I personally, like I love Russ. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know if I would consider him a part of that top tier elite. I think he's in the second tier, to be honest. He's on that cusp. He's like there, but he's not really there. It's it's a weird. I don't know, man. I don't know. But it's hard to not put him there. I mean, if I look at what he's done too, like I understand. Absolutely. I just found a lot with glue. (laughs) Personally, I just kind of find his game has kind of fallen a little bit. And I mean, yeah, you're going to say, well, he doesn't have an offensive line, which is true, but he's also taking a beating too. And that's that. Yeah. But that's some of that's the offensive line. Some of that is on him. Well, again, I'm not even saying that's on him. It's, it's more to do with the fact is like, he's getting hit. He's, he's pretty, I mean, he might be a little bit more banged up than people think. This Mm -hmm. is kind of what I'm, I'm hinting at. And, and like, to trade all that draft capital for Russ, like, do I think it's worth it? Absolutely. For sure. But that could come back and bite them in the ass. For sure. The other thing that though, in that, I think that this trade puts Russ in a position where like, yes, I understand the O-line may not be that much more improved in Denver. (laughs) Let's let's just call a spade a spade here, you know, and I have to stop saying that. Yeah. Um, (laughs) All good. But so he went from a team with no O-line to still a team with no O-line, if you want to make that debatable uh, remark. But he also, the, the plethora of weapons that are there to complement him now is also greater. I mean, True. It's, it's not just Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. It's, oh, great. There's Jerry Judy. There's KJ mm-hmm. Hamler. There's Cortland Sutton. Um, Javante Williams. Javante Williams. And probably with what it's looking like, they might bring back Melvin Gordon too. Yeah. Um, so I do think that this is going to be much more beneficial to Russ from an aspect of what can I do from an offensive performance stance. And also if they do bring back Melvin Gordon, let's not forget that they were teammates at Wisconsin. So there's more continued. Um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, well, there's like a understand. There's like a understanding with. Yeah. There's, yeah. There's chemistry. Uh, there's a chemistry. vibe, all so, of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like I do think that this is a much more favorable situation for Russ to win in than in Seattle. Oh, absolutely. And I 
I do agree with you. And the fact is, like, it's still Russell Wilson. Like, he still has the star appeal that he could probably, and actually, no, it's not even probably. I'm sure he has players' minds to come and join his team. That's right. a huge pull. That's 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 seismic for an organization, and especially if you're trying to recruit to build a championship-winning team, right? Mm-hmm. And often, yeah. often, Denver's defense is something to be threatened by for teams. Correct. So it's a very good situation for us. I'm not going to share my thoughts on Seattle just yet. I'd rather hold that just a little bit longer. Yeah. I think there's still some um, uncertainty that's going on there right now too. Yeah. Drew lock up in the air, DK Metcalf. We don't know. Yeah. Is there going to be a rookie quarterback? They're going to maybe draft. Is Um, another, I mean, that's, there's been chatter. If, if, if he happens to fall to them, Malik Willis, yeah, I know they actually were meeting. I don't know if it was today or yesterday, but they met or they are meeting with Desmond Ritter too. Yeah. So uh, apparently, apparently he's kind of skyrocketing up the, the draft board a little bit more too, just because of his combine and then his pro day mm-hmm. worked out. Um, all right, let's continue this quarterback carousel. Where are we going So the next? next, the next quarterback. Wow. This one was, uh, no, it wasn't surprising at all. Let's go to the Washington Commanders who finally found their general. Wow, man. Um, Commander Carson. Commander Carson, the CC. (laughs) Yo, it's going to be weird to play Carson once twice a year. I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it's going to be weird to play him twice a year. It's going to be weird to play him once, okay? (laughs) That's why I look at it. Yeah, okay it's gonna be weird let me start uh, yeah, yeah please, let me take please. this one first i personally thought that let's take this from an unbiased i'm gonna take my bias aside here i'm gonna try to judge this uh both party parties as fairly as possible i thought that the colts did a great job getting a return and were able to take that whole contract and move it i thought for sure if they were going to move it they would have had to eat some salary mm-hmm. or um, paid out the bonuses there I thought there was going to be something there but for Washington to come up to come around and be like we really desperately need a quarterback we'll give you that plus we'll send you picks in return even better the Colts actually moved up in the second round this was a dream come true a great job for Chris Ballard who managed to pull this one off from a Washington standpoint um I personally just felt that they just jumped the gun. The gun. I think yeah. they they thought that the market was going to go quick. I think they thought that you know the price for Jimmy G was going to be a lot higher. Um, maybe they thought that there was going to be a couple of other guys that they maybe had a chance on and then turned them down. I don't know, but for some reason it felt like they were just like we're not waiting around. This is the guy we want, and unfortunately, I think they overpaid for him. Well, that seems to be the continuing story with Carson Wentz is people overpay for him. Listen, man, I think that this Can't is, that. is a, I think this is a weird trade, <laughs> number one. Uh, not weird for you. For you guys, it makes perfect sense. Uh, it wasn't working out. Jim Israel was, Jimmy, Jimmy I was clearly like, no, this is not where I want to go with my franchise. Yeah. And we have to abort now. Uh, Frank Reich stuck his neck out for him, which also now, uh, I don't know what that means for Frank 
with Matt Ryan into the season. No, we're not there yet. <laughs> I'll wait. I'll wait. I, I, I mean, I mean, I got some, I, I got some I, stuff all, all I was trying to allude to was no, I know what you mean. Yeah, I, I, know I don't you know mean. if that necessarily keeps Frank on the hot seat or if they're going to be like, well, listen, like you still, you too have not had consistency at quarterback. So how do we shit on that? No, I personally, I think that I think Frank is still on the hot seat, but I think he was a little bit. I think he was more understanding on why he had to move on yeah. from, from Carson. I think he kind of mentioned this and, and I do kind of believe him uh, on this where he was saying, you know, sometimes it's good to just go somewhere where nobody knows you mm-hmm. just get a complete fresh start. Nobody has their mind already set up and made. So I think for Frank, it was more of like, let's, let's get him out of here. Let's not go through this again because at the end of the day, I, I also do think Frank realized that like, yeah, I'm not going to throw everything on Carson, but like there were multiple games where he unfortunately just let the game slip away. Well, and yeah. when you're throwing with a left hand instead of your right hand, I mean, that's a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. easy to do. <laughs> um, to your point as well. So I'm sure Frank has seen, uh, because we'd heard early about some of Carson's uh, problems with strong coaching and mm-hmm. whether it's play calling or um, chemistry in the locker room, mm-hmm. that this isn't a new story. Uh, there was clearly tension with Carson Wentz and Alshon Jeffrey when he was on the Eagles, uh, eventually led to Jalen Hurts being drafted in the locker room, gravitating to Jalen Hurts and everybody really singing Jalen Hurts' praises for just, you know, coming in in that situation and handling it the way that you had, he handled it, Mm -hmm. you know, ultimate competitor came to work, put his hat on and that was it. And eventually he, his work spoke for itself. Walk locker room, not, not, I don't want to say that they chose Jalen over him, but it seemed to flow better with Jalen over him. Yeah, for sure. Um, So and rightfully slow. Like and it then, just and it then worked. you carry that all those narratives to Indianapolis and the same narratives continue. So I'm sure Frank had dealt with some of those issues 16, 17, uh, all the way up till the reuniting of him and Carson Wentz. And that also makes me look like, well, how's Ron Riviera gonna deal with this if things start to go wrong? Is that why we're seeing Terry McLaurin's name start to be floated into trade rumors? Like what what is going on here? Yeah, well, for for Terry, I think it's more to do with the recent trend that we'll get into a little bit later on on the wide receivers and um, how the market has completely just shifted on that end. Hold on for the bag. Yeah, but um, you do. I mean, you do bring up a great point though. It's like if you're Terry, like you really want to catch balls from this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's got a he's got an arm. Yeah, I mean, I to piggyback onto what you said though, Terry McLaurin, like, I, do you really want to catch balls from Carson? Like, is it, I, I know he has the arm and I think that's what they're kind of banking on here. It's like, well, he does, he does have the arm for the deep ball. And we have uh, Curtis Samuel. We have uh, scary Terry who can get down, who can get downfield quickly. Logan Thomas too is a pretty decent time. Correct. Correct. But in terms of speed, they can at least get down, down the field. Mm-hmm. The problem is, and I've said this before, it's like, yeah, he makes this impressive throat, 
but then he misses like a five yard check down to your running back. And it, it changes your game, the game from being, let's say third and two or third and three to back to being third and 10. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that, like that's, that's the problem with Carson. It's yeah. Huge. It's the little things that just kind of add up, but I don't know. I don't want to talk about this. I don't want to make this a Carson once <laughs> podcast, but <laughs> the point is he's gone and as a cold fan, I'm, oh, I'm, my Carson, I'm night. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I'm happy. <laughs> Get him out of here. But at the same time, too, though, like I do wish like we do see the old Carson like yeah. come back, but I just don't think it's gonna happen. That's I don't happen. think we'll ever see 2017 Carson no. once again. I think 2018, 2019 is closer to the line of what he is. I mean, yeah, he like statistically, he still had a great season. I mean, less yeah, than, but we talked about 10, this. 10 touchdowns, and no, you're absolutely right. We did stats slide, stats slide, but yeah. you know, a lot of things, and we won't stay with this, but a lot of things that we constantly hear about Carson Wentz with him throwing those passes, the ones that are like the five out, the swings. Mm-hmm. like it's his mechanics and constantly his mechanics are in question yeah and if your mechanics are in question and you can't be coached not saying that he can't be coached just paraphrasing from what we've been told yeah what what are you supposed to do like how how are we supposed to get better if you're stifling this yourself to this growth like yeah for sure so but yeah that's that's what it is uh, yeah, for he- you guys i think this was a probably a best way to clean rip the band-aid off we took, we tried it one year. It didn't work out. We're not going to force our hand onto the next thing. I don't know, so I for that's... our listeners, I mean, that meant that the Colts were in quarterback purgatory for a couple of, let's say a couple of weeks. That's how, that's what it felt like. Um, and then the big news, which everybody was waiting for happened. And that was Deshaun Watson. Yep. Not to New Orleans. Nope not to atlanta nope thought he was going home didn't do that but to oh my god cleveland but i browns but i thought cleveland had a quarterback well do they (laughs) do they i don't know what happens with baker anyway deshaun watson to cleveland and and a big bag too I was, yeah, that was my next point. And a big bag too, 235, fully guaranteed over five years. Yeah, which has now shifted the quarterback market, especially on the free agent side, where guys like Kyler and Lamar are looking at this going, hmm. I like like what Lamar said, though. I do too. Lamar went, we're not going to do this right now. We're just going to focus on the season and you'll give me my money at the end of it. Yeah, and from what, all accounts that I'm hearing, Lamar has not stopped like working out in the Good. phone room, everything like that, Good. all all off season. Good. So I'm expecting. He watched. He watched that Super Bowl, and he was like, "Joe Burrow's not supposed to be here. This isn't how this is going to go." I'm expecting MVP Lamar to come back. By the way, so Boy. yeah, get You're ready now. Yeah, I'm. I'm not oh, saying he's okay. MVP. Okay, okay, but okay. I'm saying okay. MVP like. Lamar is coming back. I, I don't like think that. I, like I don't that. think you're seeing uh I think you're gonna see him with a chip on his shoulder there. I don't think you're you're gonna see the I guess what two years ago when he was struggling, I think it was. He's yeah. had a good yeah, season, yeah, but yeah. he wasn't last year, he just couldn't stay healthy. But I do think we're about to see a different one because as of right now, I mean everybody's talking about you know Joey B. Joey B. Everybody's talking about 
you know, Deshaun Watson in the division. Justin Herbert still. Russ would – yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there's this trickle-down effect. So, But before we make this a Lamar podcast, but we're not going to, we're going to save that for our divisional um, recap down the line and, and our predictions, obviously. Um, let's talk about the Deshaun Watson – addition from the brown side i mean this looks this was a no-brainer yeah this was this was a this was a slam dunk (laughs) they've had so many issues trying to fill that void and and get a capable number one quarterback in there that it they had to overpay unfortunately i mean when i I say unfortunately i'm talking about like going forward i think it's going to be really tough to mm-hmm. move franchise quarterbacks mm-hmm. because they've now just set the precedent of what you need to make what what you need to give um but i like the fit i mean i don't know how many games he's going to play next well this coming season i still think there's going to be a, a suspension i just don't know how many games um bleeding six but this is the NFL. Yeah. Anything could happen, man. Yeah. The one thing I'm a little bit worried about on the Brown side is like, yeah, I love great move by getting Deshaun, but receivers still quite thin. I, I know we picked up Amari, which we'll talk about in the, the wide receiver carousel that we're gonna right. discuss afterwards later on in this episode. But I'm still wondering if maybe they make a play for bringing back Jarvis Landry. Maybe they make it play of trying to bring back Odell, or maybe they make make a play by going after Julio. Like, it just feels like there's something that needs to be done on the second. So from from a realistic standpoint, with you, I agree that the likely thing is they're going to try to bring back Jarvis Landry. Yeah, that's um, what I'm thinking too. You know, I'm also already familiar in Stefan, Stefanski's system. There's consistency there. Yes, it's a newer quarterback that, in my opinion, respectfully is much more capable than Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, his availability into next year is the thing that comes into play. But right now, they're sitting pretty with Deshaun Watson. And that's, yeah, that's a nice little upgrade. It's a nice little upgrade. So if Jarvis Landry could get back in that room, that'd be great for them. Uh, another name that I'm going to just throw out there, because I definitely do think they have some interest in them and are probably discussing with Deshaun if it would work or... Friend. What's his feeling on it is Will Fuller. Oh, so I had a different name. That's funny. I had a different name. I thought I thought you were going to say Brandon Cooks. Uh, I'm sure that's also been discussed. But mm-hmm. The problem is, is like I've heard Houston wants a second for him, and I don't think they have capital anymore after that, that deal. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so with that, I mean, Alana thought that they were getting Deshaun. And then that doesn't happen. So they went out and actually kind of told Matt Ryan, like, hey, we were going to move you if we got Deshaun, but now Deshaun's not coming. Do you want to stay? Do you want to go? Ultimately, Matt just said, screw this. I'm out of here finally. It's the uh, real Atlanta. <laughs> Atlanta, who's looking for a quarterback, they turn to Marcus Mariota. Mm-hmm. Now, getting Mariota, I thought I should have put two and two together but that makes so much sense because arthur smith knows mariota and knows how he plays and yeah yes he does it's a a very easy system for him to kind of learn because he's been in it before in tennessee 
So that was um, definitely like an underrated move. And then Jameis signed with New Orleans because, hey, you guys didn't get Deshaun either. So we need a quarterback. Jameis goes back. That lands us to the big one. Matt Ryan. For the shoe. Matty Ice with the shoe, baby. How did I that love, make you feel, Zach? That's that's my real, that's that's my real question. How did that make you feel? I'm going to let you take this whole segment about Matt Ryan and the Colts right now. I love this move. I think it was veteran leadership. The Colts were 11 and five with Philip Rivers as a QB. Who's more Philip Rivers esque than Matt Ryan? Um, however, I will say this: anybody who is saying that Matt Ryan is washed, anybody who's saying that Matt Ryan uh, isn't the same player anymore. Well, I'm going to make you eat your words because I have a stat comparison between what Matt Ryan did in Atlanta versus what Matthew Stafford did in Detroit his mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. So both you could say were pretty horrible rosters, right? Right. <laughs> like we who fair, can't, fair, fair. yeah, we can't deny this, right? So. Matt Ryan went seven and 10 last year as a starter. Matthew Stafford went five and 11. Ryan threw for 67%. Stafford 64.2. Passing. Okay. So touchdowns to interception rate. Ryan went 20 for 12 and Stafford went 26 for 10. Passer rating 90.4 for Stafford, 96.3 for Oh, sorry, 96.3 for Stafford, 90.4 for Ryan. If you look at that, well, it clearly shows you that Matt Ryan still has some juice in that arm. There's just no offensive line yeah. that's going on in Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. And there's unfortunately, there was no weapons last year, too. They played without Calvin Ridley. Uh, for Kyle Pitts was a rookie, so the, that number is Correct. limited. A new as, offensive system. Yeah, and as soon as Pitts started to make catches, I mean, pe- people started to scheme for him and, and tried to take him out of the out of the game what i'm really intrigued to see though is cordell patterson was used as a receiver and as a running back and stafford was really developing a, a good rapport with him i'm curious to see if naeem hines could duplicate that yeah that'll be an interesting thing to watch uh also i'm sure frank likes the fact like matt ryan doesn't have to get mobile so obviously one of the things that's going to happen for you guys no. we'll cover this more into another episode is you know your offensive line is probably going to be the big thing that you focus on in the draft. Correct. And then, you know, another interesting stat was Matt Ryan had the quickest um, like time in terms of ball getting out of his hand, leaving his hand yeah, for his release. Exactly. That's huge. Considering yeah. he doesn't have an offensive line. Yeah. Now let's put a, an offensive line in front of him, give him some time to survey the field. He's playing in a dome. So there's nothing, no, no change there. Issues. Yeah. The, I, I don't know. I just found it was a perfect fit. And it's a guy who commands respect. And he's also been there before. He's been to the big game. So he knows how to get there. And Michael Pittman's not, not for nothing. Michael Pittman is a very, very uh, good receiver. Uh, I don't know if personally you put him at a number one right now, even though I he think, is your number one. <laughs> I personally think he is a number one receiver. I just okay. don't. I'm not going to. You're gonna I'm wait for gonna, the, you're gonna wait for the rest of the career to play out a little bit more. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna start you know comparing him to some of the other 
guys who broke it. I mean, I can't compare him to Justin Jefferson. Let's just say right, that. But, yeah, right, no, right. It's just that's unfair to him. But, you know, let's also see what he can do with a quarterback that has a little bit more accuracy. Mm-hmm. That's that's the other thing. He put up really good numbers last year with Carson Wentz as his quarterback. Yeah, true. <laughs> Very true. I mean, and not for nothing. Um no, Matt Ryan's still a very capable quarterback. I know that the age factor is always going to be a thing where people start to talk about it because naturally that's what happens as you get older and you've been in the league for, for sure. 10 plus years. If we overlook that though, Matt Ryan's still a very capable quarterback. As far as I'm concerned, that division is still up in the air. Yep. Uh, the only team, and I, even I'm not a big believer in them, is the Titans. Mm-hmm. But I'm never really a big believer in the Titans, so that's my bias. No hate to Titans Nation. That's just where I stand with y'all. Um, there's definitely some hate on this uh, that's, okay. <laughs> that's okay we w- we welcome your bias Zach we, we want your yeah. bias here we want your bias here but I do think that the Colts have a very very good chance you have a couple like not as many glaring holes as most teams in that division mm-hmm. and it should be yeah I think you guys will be in a good suited position with Matt Ryan uh, and the defensive additions that you guys have made throughout this offseason. And if you guys continue and somehow sign Tyron Matthew on top of that. <laughs> I mean, that's still like one of the rumors going around is there, there is an offer for Tyron Matthew. Um, however, I got a source that kind of has been mentioning that the Rams may oh. be monitoring that situation so we'll they're just throwing money at everyone we'll see what happens there and, you know, and also tyron uh visited the saints today. today but it was just a kind of like an informal you know hey here's the training facility i don't know if there was a an actual offer presented to him i don't think there was i think this was like you said just a visiting of the facility it's the same way that he was in philadelphia last week but he there was no real talk about him doing yeah. anything with the eagles and also not for nothing whatever tyron matthew's been going through this offseason the saints was the first team he chose to visit yeah the first the first team so he's only starting his visits now so yeah. there's nothing press there's nothing rushing god i hope the rams don't end up with him just because <laughs> what else do they need <laughs> yeah yeah so that's just my little nugget there on that side. So, I mean, that pretty much wraps up most of the quarterbacks. I think I've just missed a one, and that is Mitch Trubisky. I mean, I like the fit for Trubisky. Uh, I think that the Steelers, as good as they were last year, I think Ben hindered them. And at least now Mitch can push the ball a little bit further down the field than, than Ben could probably do last year. Um, plus, I'm also very intrigued to see how the RPOs work with uh, nausea out too, right? Right. Out of the backfield. So we'll see what happens there. Okay. As much as the movement was quite hectic in the quarterback market, wide receiver market was also fun. Crazy. Devontae Adams to the Raiders. Yeah, the Raiders. I mean, he's also now the highest paid or – was was sorry Wise. the highest Wise. the highest paid Wise. wide receiver for all, for all of 12 hours <laughs> yeah pretty much um i love this move i think that yep. the chemistry that he already has dating back to, to college with uh Derek carr definitely helped facilitate this move uh, for him and i think he's gonna find comfort there i'm curious to see how 
the AFC West is going to try to slow him down. I think that's going to be quite interesting. Um, and to be honest, nobody's talking about this, but the biggest winner in this trade might be Darren Waller. Yeah, that that's where I was going to go with this, actually, is I yeah. think that that receiving core has is going to, one, help Darren Waller a lot. It's going to open up a lot more for Josh Jacobs out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just having Hunter Renfro stretch the field and Devontae Adams, who's an all-out assassin, as I've once said already today in this podcast, there's some concerns over there it's a good thing that the chargers did something like go out and get jc jackson because they're going to need him yeah for sure and then everybody's comparing them to you know the the mighty chiefs the mighty chiefs well the we chiefs slow down on that <laughs> chiefs take a bit of an l um they get rid of tyree kill yeah so my fins up maybe <laughs> fins up i yeah. think this is probably the best time to be this is probably the most exciting that we'll ever see our, um, my, the Dolphins Nation, Fins Nation. <laughs> yeah, this is probably the most exciting we're ever going to see them since Dan Marino. Yeah. Because they have three of the fastest players in the league that ran three of the top times or top speeds last year between Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, and uh, Raheem Mostert. Yeah, and then you have Cedric Wilson too, who's yeah. also very quick. And then let's just throw Chase Edmonds in there because yeah. why not, right? As yeah, of course. <laughs> and and if you really want to get with it, uh, Mike McDaniel saw what Trent Sherfield did for the Niners last year on third down. So bring him too. Like they're, they're oh. stocked up. Oh, and don't forget, they also franchise tag Kasiki. <laughs> so yeah. Um, in that, and again, like the Patriots might be re- reeling a little bit from uh the echoes of tom brady leaving yeah and here we are now looking at the dolphins like oh my god like they're going to be a running team but they're going to have speed this is a big year for tua yeah this is if he messes messes up this is it like yeah over yeah i think so too and and it's going to be really easy for mike mcdaniels to get off him because that's not his guy no exactly um but back to (laughs) tyreek yeah uh, deuces for sure because He is going to be lighting that field up for sure. My only concern that I have with this move, yes, and it and unfortunately it is Tua though, is Tua's deep ball is mm-hmm. not Mahomes. Sure. So we're looking at a lot more of Tyreek making a play and racking up those yaks. So so to put this into context, where we know this isn't uh Tyreek with uh, Patty, but this is more like Tyreek with Alex Smith again. Correct. And even with Alex Smith, he's 1,200 yards. I, Absolutely. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know what it's going to be. Uh, I trust Tua's arm strength a little bit more than Alex Smith. Yeah. Uh, primarily, I think Tua will take more shots down the field than Alex Smith. Yep. But you're right, because the, the only thing that's scary is we haven't seen Patrick Mahomes without Tyreek Hill, but we've seen Tyreek Hill without Patrick Mahomes. Well, I mean, to a jet, to a yeah, to a certain to, extent, to a yes. certain yeah, extent. yeah, you're yeah, absolutely. But what what I will say though is like where I'm kind of going with this is that Tyreek's kind of leaving himself out there a little bit more for risk of injury. So, Sorry. I let's you know like 
that's going to be something that I'm, I'm kind of kind of keep my eye on. But I'm super pumped to see what the Dolphins do. Because honestly, and, the Dolphins didn't lose anybody on defense. If you look no. at their defense, like it's still pretty stellar. So, you know, Mike McDaniel's coming in here and he's clearly has a philosophy and a scheme that he wants to build, especially on the offensive side of the ball. And, and I'm quite interested to see how this plays out. As and not for goes. nothing, like to your point, they went ahead and added to Ron Armstead to protect Tua, to give him more time. To, <laughs> there you go. Like, like they just were like, okay, <laughs> we're going to give you everything you need. Like, oh, you want yeah. a Ferrari? Here's a Ferrari. Here's Ty- Tyree Kill. <laughs> like, yeah. So, I mean, get on them for doing that. And, and like I said, if this doesn't work this year, I mean, it's pretty easy to move off on them. And then you can pretty much you know, bring in like, a game managing quarterback next year or draft one. So we'll see what happens there. Amari Cooper was surprised by what the pullback was in, in that draft. I, I was just surprised that they traded a 27 year old thousand yard receiver who has four pro bowls in the last four years. And they traded him for like a six round pick. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know what Dallas is doing here. I, I think that the contract they needed to move off of was Zeke's. I don't I, think I, it I agree. was, I don't think it was Amari, but um I mean, Amari, talk about a turn of events, right? Like he probably got traded to Cleveland going, oh my God, like they should have just released me to now being like, yeah, sure. This is great. Cool. Perfect. I'll I'll be fine. Sean Watson's coming here. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, Yeah, I'll be okay. (laughs) Oh, I mean, good for him. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, Good for Amari Cooper. Glad that I don't have to play him twice a year anymore because he was an absolute eagle killer for those two games a season. Yeah. Yeah. Amari Cooper definitely is the biggest winner out of this trade. For sure. Uh, in Juju. hindsight. Juju to replace Tyreek Hill in essence, I guess. I mean, I thought we were going to see Juju, Tyreek, and Travis, but that's out the window now. Yeah, but I have a feeling that Casey's strategy, and I think it is the right approach, is yes, they move on from Tyreek, but we have the capital to go get a really good young receiver who has um, – I mean, it's more controllable for a contract and we don't have to pay him right now. Right now. So we can kind of sort through the whole, you know, Mahomes salary and try to move some money around. If they can walk out with like, let's say like a George Pickens or somebody like Mm -hmm. that. I think Kansas city's laughing. Well, I don't think think Kansas are too worried. I mean, all they did was add more speed. So they went out and they got Marcus Valdez Scantling. True. Yeah. There's another guy. Yeah. They, you know, we just discussed Juju Smith-Schuster's there now, and they still have McCall Hardman, who's, you know, for all intents and purposes, if you guys remember that Buffalo game, there's an absurd play that he made that he shouldn't have scored on behind six Buffalo white jerseys. Yeah. We have to talk about Allen Robinson. The rich Allen Robinson is a Ram. Uh, yeah. And to make room for him, they shipped Robert Woods out to yeah. Tennessee. <laughs> Thoughts on the Robinson uh, one, okay. I'm very, very envious because I thought, you know, my bias was there. <laughs> yeah. Two, it makes sense in hindsight. Uh, Robert Woods coming off the ACL. We know Robert Woods is going to be great regardless. It's fine. But still surprising to see that they were like, we'll take A-Rob now. Who had a, we, we, I mean, they didn't get him for the low. They gave him a decent contract mm-hmm. for three years over 46 million. I believe that's the number. Uh, I got, yeah, it's, uh, yes, yes, I think so. I think it's, I think it's that, yeah. So it's going to average years, out to it. Three yeah. years, 46 million. Uh, Allen Robinson has proven he could be a thousand yard receiver with 
lesser quarterbacks throwing at him. So it's only good things that Matthew Stafford is going to do for him. And not for nothing, Sean McVay can scheme up any wide receiver he wants. So this is a great deal for Allen Robinson. This is a great deal for the Rams. Uh, they may still sign Odell to add to that pack. It's obviously dependent on his progress and how that happens going forward. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I really liked the signing and the fit of this for the Rams. For sure. You? I really like it too, because Allen Robinson has never played with a quarterback before. Uh, not to be yeah. honest. Yeah. He's had yeah. what Blake Bortles as yep. one. Um then moved off there, gets Mitch Trubisky, and then gets Justin, Justin Fields. Well, I think there was the Nick Foles in between there, in between and, then there. Gets, and then gets Justin Fields. Now, now, okay, I shouldn't really be blaming that. I should be more blaming it on the coaching because I felt like Nagy, especially, just couldn't get him involved mm-hmm. uh, for some reason. It just didn't <laughs> work. Yeah, but you know, Sean McVay is going to be able to scheme something oh up for him. Oh boy. And he's he's going to be moved all around the field. So personally, congratulations to him because he is about to be a very productive player in this league, probably starting next year. <laughs> I, know, I know we were going with the um, with the wide receiver carousel, but for mm-hmm. a second, can we just focus on the Rams and what they've done as a whole for like this whole off season? We'll, we'll, we'll transition we'll there. We'll We're we'll getting there anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're getting close. We're getting close. So just a couple more that I just want to just, oh yeah. Then there was the Robert Woods. I think Robert yeah. Woods is going to be a fantastic fit in Tennessee. My only issue is he's come back from that injury. So I, yeah. I, I have to see him before I can really make a judgment on there, but he's a, he's a locker room guy. I think he'll fit right into what Vrabel preaches and mm-hmm. uh, you know, Tannehill's gets a, a good weapon that, I do think that like Julio was a good fit last year, but at times I don't, I don't know if that was necessarily the receiver they, they needed that. that, Yeah. Yeah. Like I felt like he was more of just like a older AJ Brown in a sense, Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) the way that they're the way that they played and everything. I think Robert Woods gives him a little bit different dynamic and a, a guy who can kind of stretch the field. But again, like this is, he has to come back healthy. Well, I mean, the, the optimistic thing is, and I'm not trying to say this is a slight mm. to, you know, because it's an injury is an injury, but plenty of players have come back from an ACL For as sure. of late. So mm-hmm. if anything, we can be optimistic in what to expect from Robert Woods. We just actually have to see the product of what it is. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's about it. We'll, we'll go with that for now. There's a couple other guys I want to highlight and talk about, but we'll dive into that for our next segment. Sounds about right. All right. Where are we going, Zach? All right. Let's do three team winners and losers of the offseason so far. Okay. Let's go uh, winners first. Just go because winners I'm first? Feeling, yeah. You'll go first. I'll follow second and we'll go. We'll bounce back. We'll bounce back and forth. Yeah. Okay. So my first winner is the Denver Broncos. I, I really liked everything that how they approached this offseason. I like the fact that for years we've been saying that they've only been a quarterback away from actually fixing this 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 actual problem. Sorry about that. Okay. <laughs> Doug says hi, Cast. You you guys will meet Doug eventually. So we're yeah, I like I like what the Denver Broncos did. They added Russell Wilson, which is something that they've t- been talking about since last year, since the engagement of Russell Wilson saying, "Yeah, I won't leave Seattle. I'm a Seahawk for life, but if I have to, <laughs> send me here." Yeah. Uh, to go with that, 
I like the complementary of weapons. I like the hiring of Nate Hackett, uh, his offensive staff. I, I do think that they will be a very, very dangerous team. And it makes sense because right now, with the way that the AFC West shaped out, they need they needed to solidify that position like yesterday. So kudos to the Denver Broncos. You are my first winner of the offseason. Yeah, I, I will definitely agree with you on that one. I think the Broncos uh, made huge strides and they're going to be a really tough team to play against in the AFC West. Mm-hmm. My only thing is, is like, I don't know how to rank those four teams right now. <laughs> because every we time to. I, we don't have to every, <laughs> yeah, every time I think I have somewhat of a ranking, I'm like, oh my God. But then yeah. it just it throws the pandemonium continues. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I definitely do agree with you. They're definitely a have been a, a huge winner this offseason. For me, I'm going with the Bengals because everybody watched the Super Bowl and, and saw how badly Joey B needed Joe Burr. He, he needed some help. He needed an offensive line. And boy, did they come out and get, oh, get yeah. two guys right away, um, solve their issue. And that's Alex Campo, who's coming over from Tampa Bay, who's won a Super Bowl. He's a guard who knows how to run block. He's he's pretty good in pass ball, uh, pass blocking uh, protection as well. This is a guy who's going to be kind of looked at as a leader, and he's probably going to be able to help him out. And then the other guy too is uh, Lael Colt. Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> Take him right right out of Dallas. <laughs> yeah, uh, the right tackle. I mean, that was another position that got exploited, especially um, by a certain somebody. Named Von Miller <laughs> um, during the Super Bowl, and I thought that was the smart strategy to do. I know that people are going to say, "Well, they lost CJ," but tight end position. I, I know it's not it, it's not the hardest position to grab players. We'll say like, like it's easy. Sorry. It, the tight end position is probably one of the easier positions to find somebody who's good enough. No. Not maybe not the same tier, but just good enough. And getting Hayden Hurst doesn't. Yeah, you're not looking that, for Travis Kelsey, so that's all right. No, and and getting Hayden Hurst, like I think in terms of production for one year at three point five million dollars, I think that's a a bargain and a half. Yep. So I, I have to go with these guys. I I thought they did a great job. Um, they also got Ted Karras. Uh, from New England as well, the center. So honestly, good on Cincinnati. And you know what? To piggyback off to their really great offseason that they're having, they're building an, a facility finally. As finally. Well, practice, an indoor practice facility will be built. So I'm, I'm hoping that the Bengals continue to build off this success because it, it was a fun run. For sure. Year. For sure. And you know, I know next year is going to be different, but we do still like, we like the Bengals a little bit. So mm-hmm. um, we do hope for their success. I agree with you on all points. I uh, will go to my second winner from here. We talked about this team already. Uh, I'm going to go with the Miami Dolphins. I think that, that is, I, I really think Mike Daniels came out and was just like, put his nuts on the table and says, no, this is what we're doing with the team this year. This is how this is going to go. We're going to be a running team. You established that. He added to uh, Toronto Armstead. He extended Xavier Howard. He added Tyreek Hill to complement Jalen Waddle, Raheem Mostert, Chase Edmonds, uh, the wide receiver core we've already delved into. 
Then you have, as we said, you franchise tag Gasecki. You bring in Teddy B, which isn't a bad backup quarterback. I mean, solid, solid backup quarterback. It's, it's actually a good complimentary piece to Tua. And I'm really excited to see where the Miami Dolphins go. Like from here, this is this was a slam dunk. They really, really came out swinging in this free agency. They threw the money around, and whatever happens from here on out, for like we said for Tua before. Mike McDaniels could probably easily move off this guy because it's not his guy. He did not draft to a tag of Aloha. Miami might, depending on their draft picks next year, white, just like the Eagles and depending on what Jalen Hurts has to do going forward, might want to familiarize themselves with Bryce Young and uh, CJ Stroud. For sure. Okay, next. Let's go Chargers. I like that. First of all, with that splash of getting Khalil Mack to start to start the offseason, that was unexpected and mm-hmm. definitely will help them. I mean, to have him and Bosa lining up uh, opposite ends of each other, that's that's a dangerous duo. Mm-hmm. You could maybe even make an argument that that's probably one of the best duos in the not only the AFC West, but maybe in the NFL. Right. Then, you know, I don't think they foresaw all the movement that was going to happen with Devontae Adams being added to the division. But like you stated, JC Jackson, huge signing for the Chargers. They definitely needed help on the corner. Uh at sorry at the quarter position. And they jumped the gun. Five years, 82.5 million dollars. Get your money, JC Jackson. They also brought in Jer- uh, Gerald Everett too a tight end, which I really do like that move because I thought they were missing a I guess capable tight end. Not that Cooks wasn't. It's just I think Cook was more on on the back end of his of his um, career, and I think you know Everett should be able to be more available for them and kind of be a security blanket for Herbert, especially on like third down. For sure. I, I got to give the Chargers their props on this one. I also like the uh, Austin Johnson as a yeah 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 yeah. That was a solid ad, and so was Sebastian Joseph from the Rams very underrated very underrated yeah two big moves that I I think they're not the flashiest name but they're they're guys that are solid that I think fit the culture and will definitely help a Chargers defense that needed help last year I mean they they lost games because of their defense unfortunately Mm -hmm. I, I agree with you I like that pick my third pick I'm going with the other LA team I'm going with the LA Rams no. Uh, so unfortunately, you know, we know that they lost Vaughn Miller, who signed that great deal with the Bills. They reacted by signing Bobby Wagner. <laughs> then on top of that, you add Allen Robinson, as we talked about a little bit more in length earlier. Mm-hmm. You haven't signed Odell, but that's okay. There's still time yeah. for that. You still have Tyler Higby. Yeah, Odell can wait though. Like the, Odell, I, I think. Yeah. I think people are kind of jumping the gun a little bit when it comes to Odell. People are like, well, how come he hasn't signed? Like, he's going to be out a while. Like, to be honest, if, no I, rush. If, if I'm Odell, this is the other thing, too. Like, I think we discussed this before, but like, sit out. Let, let's see how the, the season's kind of unfolding and then go out and, and grab another one year deal. You know, like, for that, sure. that's an, that's definitely should be an option for you. For sure. And, yeah. You know, Odell's already solidified now and with his Super Bowl ring, and that's leverage for him and how he Correct. performed in that game. Like, it's all the upside for him. He just has to sit and be pretty with it right now. 
just to add to the Rams, I, I really, my, the way I summed up their off season was that Rich got richer. So even though that they were, they had lost some key pieces, they had still found value in depth at great prices. Uh, even to the degree with signing Bobby Wagner, I'd read that the Baltimore Ravens were ready to offer Bobby Wagner two years, 18 million or 18 million a season. And he settled for 10 for longevity yeah. for five more, uh, for five years. I, I really like what, how, um, I'm just, their GM's name is slipping my name. Um, Les Snead. Yeah, Les Snead. Les Snead. Uh, how Les Snead approached it. I like Sean McVay uh, schematically being able to drop Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson and whatever the rest of the receiving core is going to look like going forward. I'm, I'm just a big fan of what they did and how they handled this offseason. I'm very curious to see how they'll approach the draft, especially minimal draft picks. Andrew yeah. Whitworth being retired, that's going to leave a question mark for them, but all in all, I, I think they've had a very successful offseason, season and, you know, you can't ask for better from them. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. And like, you know, I just want to highlight two other names too on the offensive side of the ball, which weren't free agents, but like, just like, I feel like they're going to have bigger seasons. And, sure. that's, and that's Jefferson and and Cam Akers is going to be healthy for a full year. Yeah. Good luck yep. to the and, rest and, of the and NFC. And you got to deal with Darnell Henderson right behind him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that NFC... West. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm just saying the NFC in general, like oh yeah, yeah. Good, like, good, good luck. luck. That's that's, that's a, that is a handful and a, a nightmare to deal with coming forward. But yeah. So those are my three. I had the Dolphins, the Rams, and the Broncos. So I have the Bengals, I have the Chargers, and now I'm going to go with the Bucks because Ooh, okay. One person we didn't talk about in the quarterback carousel because there was no quarterback carousel was the return of Tom Brady. Brady said, thanks, but no thanks. Now I understand. 40 days lost. was enough. <laughs> I understand that they lost. Uh, Fuck Arians. this family. <laughs> <laughs> tired of these kids. I'll be back when they're, I'll be back when they're all in college and they don't live in my house. <laughs> Bro. He went to one soccer game. It was like, this not, this life is not for me. <laughs> um, I know they lost Arians, but you know, I think Bulls is still a capable coach. Um, seems like he has a really good relationship with Tom. He still has Leftwich, who he deals with uh, pretty, at least that's what Arians kind of uh, stated that he deals with uh, Leftwich uh, quite frequently. And there's a lot of scheming that happens between the two of them that then kind of just gets finalized by Arians. So I, I feel like the same structure is going to probably play out. Yep. Um, but why I like the Buccaneers offseason is they brought everybody, well, they brought majority of everybody back. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah, they may may have lost Kappa and then uh, ah, his name's slipping me, but the other guard retired. Mur um, Murphy? Ollie Murphy? No. Or, um, oh, yeah. Ollie Marpet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know Ollie Marpet also retired, but this is, I mean, Dude, this is this is what yeah. they do, right? They yep. draft well, they find replacements. Tom rallies this team around, and they, they go out and win. And I mean, they also added Russell Gage. That's a huge, yeah, uh, weapon for them for them to uh, move around the field. And they were able to bring back Godwin. Not for nothing, one name that keeps coming up around the Bucks too right now is Julio Jones. So we also have to watch for that, apparently. Yeah, and then you know Leonard Fournette's going to be there next year. 
just doing his thing. <laughs> the, the, the only the only thing that is still up in the air with the Bucks is Rob Gronkowski, who said, "I'm not ready to commit to playing in 2022 yet." Which is fair, but you, listen, I expect Gronk to be back. <laughs> I think so. Too. I think so too. I think that's a bluff. <laughs> they just got to get the money right. Yeah. So those are my winners. Who's your losers? Okay. First loser, Seattle Seahawks. Why? <laughs> no, uh, I know. <laughs> well, I mean, there's there's the loss of Russell Wilson and replacing yeah. with Drew Locke. There's I understand getting Noah Fant, but then you extended Will Disley by three years for eight million dollars a year. And really, I just don't understand how they're allocating their resources. I think that between Rashad Penny and um who's their other running back, Rashad Penny and Chris, Chris Carson, Carson, there's yeah. 12 million dollars a year in that running back room. Yeah. I'm just, I'm really flabbergasted by how they have done that. I will have, continue to have questions, especially as that O-line is still questionable. And then you have to add the fact that now, unless they don't get a Malik Willis or a Desmond Ritter, I, I'm very confused by what they're going to do going forward. I, I know DK Metcalf is there lobbying for Drew Locke right now saying, hey, don't count out Drew Locke. He has the talent to be a franchise quarterback. I also just do not hold... Drew Locke in that regard after seeing what I've seen in Denver. Absolutely. I cannot echo that more than what you just said. I mean, I, I don't think Drew Locke is the answer at all. I do think they'll probably end up drafting a quarterback and having them duel it out for the starting job come, you know, the beginning of the season. Trend but cap. yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't see that playing out the way that it's being reported that it, it it's supposed to, we'll say. Right. Uh, that's a good pick. I'm going to go with Tennessee for a loser. And, you know, the problem with Tennessee is, and, and the reason why I chose them as a loser is because I just felt that the AFC, specifically the like the top teams or the teams that were like on the cusp have made big moves and they just kind of just stayed idle. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like instead of taking a step forward, they kind of just remain the same or, or, or taking a step backwards in a sense. I mean, you replaced Robert Woods with, uh, sorry, you you got Robert Woods and you uh, who replaces Julio. And I do think that's that's a good move, but like I don't know if that's a really an improvement. Like it's it's tough to say. I mean, I think Julio also um, is a presence out there, and mm-hmm. he was able to take away from AJ Brown, so that w- that was giving AJ Brown a lot more one on one matchups. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's, I don't know. And then the other thing too is Austin Hooper, right? Like, yeah, yeah he goes over there and like, Austin Hooper's a decent tight end, but he's not, he's not a spectac- spectacular tight end. And he has had his issues with drops before. So that's why he's on his third team so far. Correct. So I just, I wasn't too impressed. I just felt like they were, I was waiting for them to make a big move and, and they never did to, it. to grab a player and they just never done it. And like the other thing too, that, doesn't get talked about is I'm still I still think that they need to add to the defensive end position and they just haven't fair enough so yeah so uh my second team I guess this is where we're going now yeah my second loser and like you I'm saying in the AFC South I'm gonna go with the Jacksonville Jaguars and I'm just gonna ask the simple question why 
<laughs> like I, I don't have to delve into this we just had to look at the signings of what they paid christian kirk and zay jones and company under doug peterson and why like i don't it doesn't make sense yeah can we just talk about how <laughs> Derek carr has gotten his wide receivers paid <laughs> and like they're like if you look at the name value it's, it's nelson nobody. aguilar last year with the patriots but uh like 15 million dollars fucking zay jones zay jones year. 10 like yeah um i mean amari in a sense like yeah he got amari one. paid another yeah. one like another one yeah no um look I'm he not... hasn't even he hasn't even thrown a pass to Devontae and he got him paid i know it's, it's incredible <laughs> listen I, I i don't have a deep list of things to go into to break down the jaguars i'm just gonna ask the question why and kind of like flick a lighter next to a gas canister and watch it blow up <laughs> Oh, it's it's garbage. It is honestly garbage. Like um, that team is such a makeshift roster. That I, I do I do think though they will be a, a little bit better though. Than they were I, I, I do agree, but that's uh, I think that's just coaching. Like I yeah, do. because they have a healthy staff with somebody who's not going to be kicking players and threatening their coaches to be fired <laughs> every week. Exactly, but still, I think there's definitely some changes there and. It might take a bit of time. I'm also curious to see what's going to happen with Travis Etienne. Uh, him or James are going to go. I and it's probably going to be James because Travis is probably a bit heavier cap hit based on where they picked him. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to have to figure that out. Yeah. I mean, unless they decide to run a two-back system, but then personally, I don't think you're you're helping the development of Trevor Lawrence. No, you're not. Or top of that off, you're not probably helping. You're restricting Travis Etienne more than anything. Jade Robinson's going to be fine. No, absolutely. Travis yeah. Etienne's the one who hasn't played a snap yet in the NFL. If you're one of those big teams though that need a running back, like I'm talking about the the KCs of the world, like For sure, you should definitely give Jacksonville a call. See what, sure. what's up with those two guys. Great pick. I mean, as long as anybody gets the shit on the jacksonville jaguars i'm all for it <laughs> uh, <laughs> i'm gonna flip the script though here and i'm gonna go with the atlanta falcons as a loser fair my reasoning is you didn't get deshaun watson when you yeah. were supposed to like that, just that simple that's that's it right like you have to pivot and get marcus mariota and then you're I guess franchise the cornerstone decides like I don't even want to be here anymore. Like, enough is enough. I, I just think this is this was a disaster of an offseason for the for the Falcons. And I I'm looking I'm looking at their roster right now and like they don't have a wide receiver at all. Like it's I it's names I've never even heard of. So I'm I'm hoping that they're going to be leaning towards maybe selecting one, but who knows? There's so many holes that they need to fill on this roster that it can go any way. Sure. Uh, Russell Gage left, like I said, to Tampa. They also lost. Oh man, I don't know if I'll be able to pronounce this guy's name. The linebacker, uh, Alu Okun. Yeah. Yeah. He he jumped ship too. Guess where? Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> <laughs> Casey Hayward, like these are just players that I I don't think Atlanta should be targeting, and uh, 
I think it's going to be tough times. And I really do feel bad for Arthur Smith because it might take a little bit longer for this rebuild. And I don't know if he'll be able to stick around to watch his vision, you know, come to fruition. For sure. Makes sense. Who else you have on the loser side? So what would this podcast be if we weren't by sack? So my final loser, the Dallas Cowboys. Them who? Them boys. (laughs) (laughs) Them L's. Uh, Them L's, man. They have so many losses at so many different positions throughout this roster through shitty cap management. It is insane. I obviously between Ezekiel Elliott and Amari Cooper, they chose Ezekiel Elliott. Amari Cooper is gone. Cedric Wilson is gone. They extend Michael Gallup, who's also coming off of an injury. They lost Lyle Collins. They cut Banderish. They cut Jarwin, I believe. They have so many losses at key positions that it doesn't make any sense to me. I yeah. don't understand what the game plan is from here on out because, you know, safety is an issue. Corner might be an issue. Linebacking is an issue. Uh, Lyle Collins is gone. Randy Gregory is gone. Randy Gregory being scooped up by the Denver Broncos. Too. That just goes to my other reason of why they won. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of little, little things. And as great as I am to see it as an opponent – that has to play them twice a year. It also sucks to look at a football team and be like, what are you guys doing? Like for the love of God. I to like piggyback onto that there. Um, I've also seen the report saying that now they want to try to trade for another wide receiver, but you just had the guy and now you're, you're going out. You you're had a thousand yard receiver at 27 who torched your opponents which is what you want because you're supposed to build to beat your division more than anything in football and you guys just let this go to waste like okay well what are you going to do when you have to either extend tony pollard or let zeke walk what's next you're going to extend zeke again (laughs) yeah it it doesn't make sense like i i think the loss last year kind of sent them searching for answers that i don't know if they completely understand what the main issue is and i think we've kind of said this before i think the main issue is the guy who's calling the plays yeah yeah right up there what's your feeling on Dak? i don't know i've seen him being great i've seen him be trash without the right people around him aka which is, might be the reason why they kept zeke because we've seen when zeke's not there that that offense actually kind of like slows down a lot more for yeah. Dax for Dax protection sake. And yes, Zach has a that Dak has a very <laughs> talented arm. Yeah. Uh good good football awareness, high IQ. Um I don't know if last year was a result of his mismanagement or unawareness or Mike McCarthy's mismanagement or unawareness, but I'm tended to I'm more likely to go with the latter because of what history has shown us. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know what to make of that. I, I, I don't, you have this huge contract now, which you you do deserve, but you yeah. have to justify that too. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, the reason why I asked you this is because like, at, at one point, like, do you have to maybe consider that Dak isn't your quarterback? Like he's not the guy. 
yeah, they're going to have to sit there and have that discussion with themselves and, too. And, and by the way, I'm not saying that Dak's not a good quarterback. I'm just saying like maybe he's just not right for this situation. Correct. Maybe, I don't know. It's, it's a tough one. Like I, I just think person. The other thing too is like maybe Jerry, maybe Jerry needs a fresh pair of eyes. Like maybe he like him being so hands on is just not good anymore. Like he, he's. The, the game has outgrown him. You know what I mean? But, but you know why the players are always going to cape for Jerry? It's because Jerry's the one that makes sure that get, they get paid. It's Steven who's the one who's like, ah, I don't know, maybe not take that much money. And Jerry's like, no, just shut up and write the check. It's fine. Throw yeah. an extra zero on it. It's cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, I mean, you're definitely. So like it's. it's, it's you definitely really, are right on that, but it's just. The it's ownership weird. is very, very weird. And how yeah. much they're involved with the league uh, from the Cowboys, and then I, I really do think next year we'll probably end up seeing Sean Payton there. I would. I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> I don't know, man. I really don't like. But I then think again, Sean, like how? how many I have times? a strong like, feeling that Sean's gonna wait this one out a little bit longer, and I think he's gonna go to. I. I I don't see Sean, I don't see Sean Payton going to a team that has dysfunction, I guess, mm-hmm. in, a, in a sense, in the front office. Like, I feel like if he goes to a team, it's a team that like, it's either going to be completely needs to be re, like completely torn down, restarted from the ground up. And like, he's the focal point or it's a one that's so well structured and they're just missing that, that guy, like that coach. Yeah. Right. You could be right. I mean, he could go there. And money talks at the end of the day, right? For sure. Right. Okay, enough about the Cowboys because fuck them. <laughs> Last loser for me. I I've got the Colts. Wow. I this is a turn of events. Zach, what yeah. is going on with you? I thought you just sang their praises for Matt Ryan. Where are we right now? And what happened to my friend? <laughs> <laughs> I do like I liked what they did. By getting Matt Ryan, I like what they did by getting Yannick and Gwakwe. That was a hell of a move on, mm-hmm. on their part, getting a new uh, another pass rusher. But again, like similar, if I if I'm going to sit here and, and bash the Titans I, for for being idle and not doing anything, I have to say like sing the same praise for the Colts. Like I felt like the Colts were honestly like looking back last year, like I thought the Colts were a quarterback away from being in the postseason, but all the changes that have been made to, to the teams around them. And, and like, there's been teams that were out of the playoffs and had a worse record that have now, as far as I'm concerned, jumped above them. There's people that made the playoffs that have taken an extra step. Like I kind of feel like they're lost in the shuffle and they didn't, they didn't make a big move to distinguish themselves. I thought maybe it was going to be honey badger. Now, like I said earlier in the podcast, maybe there's, some rumblings that it doesn't look like that's going to happen. It's kind of like a take it or leave it deal. They need a receiver. They need cornerback help. And I'm not sold on the left tackle position. And as far as I'm concerned, those are three very key positions that you need if you want to have success in the league. Um, Kind of starts to make me wonder, though, if, if this there's a bit of a sense that like Ballard and, and Reich need to win and there's a lot of pressure there and you know maybe some players are seeing this and they're going that 
How do I, how do I sign a contract? <laughs> how do I sign a contract if I don't know if that coach and that coaching staff is going to be there after this year? So correct. Um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm, I'm at on that one. I just, I, again, I don't think it's necessarily that they, they, they sign guys to ridiculous contracts. I, I think they made the right move so far. I just don't know if, if those moves, they need, they need something to put them over the hump. And I just yeah. don't think they, they've had that yet. I agree. I concur yep. with you on that. Yeah. I mean, that's about it on my end. That wraps up. Anything else you want to discuss in terms of NFL? Uh, no, I think we're all good. I am ready for draft season. I'm ready to see what else is going to happen through you know, the free agents that are still left. Yep. Uh, my eyes are glued to wherever Stefan Gilmore is going to go right now. That's what I'm really watching. Uh, you think he's uh, going to be an eagle? I pray to God he's an eagle. <laughs> I pray to God he's an eagle. I pray Who, to God. Who's the running for him right now? The Eagles, the Chiefs, and the Bills. I find Buffalo a hard one that he's going to go back to considering how the media dissed him on the way out. <laughs> Yeah, I think you guys might have the inside track here because the Chiefs, you, you're going to be playing in that. That's a difficult div- division, man. I know. But like, if you if you want to make your name, like that's that's where to play that, right? Like, and and not for nothing, I know how great Michael Gallup can be when he's healthy. I know how great CD Lamb is, but CD Lamb and uh, Michael Gallup versus a possibility of Darius Slay and Stephon Gilmore. I like your chances. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like your chances. So yeah, I, I'm hoping and praying for that. That's that's all. That's all it is. The wish list is complete with me after that. I'm content. Whatever happens, happens from here on out. <laughs> for sure. Anything else that uh, I could think of? Nope. I think that's pretty much it. Rest in peace, Snip. Yes, sir. We weren't here for this last week, so we want to. I just wanted to take that moment right now. Rest in peace, Snip. Thank you for your music and your energy constantly. The hustle. The, the marathon continues. Grinding all my life. <laughs> Got my right hand to God. Yeah. Um, oh, that's it. Shout man. out. Yeah. One last thing. I'll give a shout out to Tyler, the creator who won best rap album. Hell yeah. I wasn't a huge fan of his. I, it took me a while. I, then I got back to you and I actually said, Oh, I, I did give it a listen. And, and it was one hell of an album. And to be honest, I, I don't think they got for the first time ever. I can say the Grammys may have, not have gotten this one got, got it right <laughs> <laughs> they didn't drop the ball on this one yeah Listen, they didn't drop not the ball for nothing too uh because i don't think we had a pod since the last time we did this but like part of the creator like when i went to his concert he is a artist and a half man yeah. like yeah. He, if you guys have an opportunity to go see him live i promise you you will not regret it yeah and the other thing too i want to give a nice shout out to is Nas's performance at the grammys yep. he looked first of all looked amazing didn't yep. Didn't look his age at all. It does not look 48. And um, yeah, played some of the classics. So it was kind of nice. Went, to... went all the way back to Stillmatic. All I need is one mic, baby. Yep. <laughs> I saw When I saw that and the um, Made You Look performance, I was like, oh, he's going, going. Like, we're here tonight. With that being said, this is the Two Point Culture. And I think we are out. Deuces. Let up.